0: Good morning, Gerald Mondiambira, our certified financial planner and managing partner at Sugar Creek Wealth. How are you this morning?
1: Morning, Rafila, and morning to all the Cape Talk listeners.
0: Indeed. Let's talk education. This is something, I mean, we sent our kids back to school last week, uh, so definitely there's stuff that we need to think about. But even projecting all the way into the 12 years to come, for those who have just dropped off their bundles for the first time, talk to us about the affordability of education.
1: Well, I think the, the conversation today is really around that bundle of joy, um, realizing that for the next 12 years, education is a real commitment. and. The biggest debate which always goes on is private school versus you know state school and the cost of education. We saw some of the numbers coming out last week of how much people are paying in terms of school fees in some of these top schools, up to 300,000 a year. And that's just basic fees, never mind all the extra stuff and the bells and whistles they throw in later on during the year. And I think it's, it's about realizing as parents or as prospective parents, if you're listening, that when we send our child to school, we need to realize that um, education Is beyond the school fees often with these top schools it's also about buying into a certain lifestyle because you then get the school trips and all the other stuff which goes along with the school fees
0: quite right um and so it becomes much more than just tuition or necessarily a pass right um it's it's about raising the whole person now what do we do if we can't afford private education and certainly it's not for everybody
1: well I think there's a few things that that have gone out of fashion which really work. um The good old boarding school, <laughs> you know um when we were young, it was quite common to to know about boarding school, and boarding schools were seems to be more um, it's usually a more affordable way of looking at education especially really? if you look at South Africa as a as in totality certain provinces have pretty good schools and they don't need the whole private school uh, rigmarole so sometimes you might be better off placing your child in a boarding school in a neighboring province or a province where they'll get a better quality of education um, whilst at the same time keeping money in your pocket and, and these are some of the strategies we need to be looking at um, another thing you should really really look at is is simply you know um considering your child going to a normal state school and considering after after lessons or extra lessons which happen on the areas your child might be weaker in, um, as opposed to going to a much more expensive school to try and solve two subjects, rather get extra lessons on the two subjects and keep them in a school where they might be coping with everything else. Um, and, and education goes beyond that. It also goes about how we see ourselves, because um, us as adults, we're also sending ourselves to school with MBAs and all these other scary things which are much more expensive than children is. Education. So,
0: indeed. So, talk to us about you know some of these uh, alternatives like homeschooling. Um, is that something that's a viable option in South Africa?
1: Look, um, I've seen more and more people doing it. I've seen a lot of people saying they're homeschooling their children, and then the children meet up for social after school, or they have. So, because school is more than just the, the, the education, sometimes it's also about the social networking and the, <clears throat> and the social skills your children learn. Right. So most people are starting to look at that because Google can pretty much teach your child any subject and if you've got the data a lot of people are saying it's cheaper to homeschool um, the jury is still out but from my personal encounter with those who are homeschooling they seem to be pretty satisfied and, and saying that it works and it's especially in areas where private schooling is prohibitive and also the state stu- schooling is not up to scratch so people are finding those kinds of mm. alternatives um, but I mean it, it's, it's a choice as a parent I think we need to realize that there There's pros and cons to whatever education alternative we choose, Um, but yes, more and more people are homeschooling, homeschooling, and it's quite popular in in the US. And they seem to get by.
0: Sure. Um. I just, uh, yeah. I just, I don't know how one competes nationally and globally as a child. You know, how do we, how do we, how do you measure the completion of a child's education if it's
1: homeschooled? I, I think you've hit another one there because. One of the reasons people end up sending their children also to private schools is to get access to international examinations, the Cambridges, and to be able to do your SATs and um, all these exams which allow you to move internationally. So. One of the things which you can do is, even if your child is in a state school, perhaps to get them to enroll onto some of these international exam boards. Because just like you were talking a moment ago about your money being fluid, it can be saved anywhere and can go anywhere in the world. Similarly, education has become fluid. You're no longer limited just to South African universities. You pretty much can choose the world. And um, more and more people are going to to places which are exotic. So apparently there's pretty good universities sometimes in Asia and in Europe. But the only challenge often with some of these European universities where it's free education is you have to learn the language. I know, for example, in Denmark, Germany, they'll give you top education. Only challenge is learn a new language.
0: Right. That should be easy with our education system. All right. Um And then finally, I just want to ask, you know, in terms of I know you're a, a money guy um and not necessarily a schooling guy. But while we're talking about the money on schooling, one of the easiest and cheapest ways to access education that's probably more relevant to today is a lot of these online courses, Um, you know, replacing replacing the likes of. Our usual math science biology with you know coding and online uh computer programming, what are your thoughts there
1: well they they, they say we are definitely deep into the fourth industrial revolution um they say that in fifteen years I'll be dead. I will no longer be required <laughs> in terms of a profession. You'll be talking to a computer doing your financial planning right. and your fielder might be calling a computer and saying we don't need you, Gerald, anymore. <laughs> I mean that's the reality of where the world is going. I mm-hmm. think um we are well behind in terms of careers of the fourth industrial revolution. So things like coding, the languages of the of AI are very important. And yes you are getting a few of these niche private schools starting to teach children the languages earlier. So I would say look if your child is in a regular school right now what you could do to invest in your child is find out about some of these courses and get your children to start understanding and doing these things as a, as a pastime Online on their own and you tend to find children learn much quicker on their own right. um, especially if the person trying to teach them has no clue what, they, what they're doing.
0: <laughs> All right. Gerald Mwanjambira, thank you so much. You're a certified financial planner and managing partner at Sugar Creek Wealth. He's also our money guru here on Mula Mondays. Always grateful to hear his perspective. The nice thing about your child if you pay a little bit for an online course in computer programming is they can probably pay it off uh, by earning on some sort of coding on the side uh, very quickly. You don't have to wait for the whole degree to finish.